Hello and welcome to That Band Life. I'm Jeff Young, a teacher from Carmel, Indiana. And I'm Bobby Lambert, director of bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. Now, last time we talked about the returning procedures, the Chris Crakey. This week, we get to talk about where we are now, a full two months into the school year. Before we begin, I want to tell you about the Dynamic Marching Shop. This podcast is coming to you ad-free, and one way you can support us is by visiting our website, dynamicmarching.com. Sign up for some or all of our awesome courses and instructional videos. Um, They're not just Marching Man related. Uh, You can also purchase products through our store at some of the most discounted prices on the web. On things like shoes, rifles, podiums, megavoxes, yep, and even flagpoles. I know that many times you just continue to order your products from the same people every year, but if you look at our prices, you might change your mind. We even offer deeper discounts on large orders. Please give us a chance to win your business. So, Bobby, we have been out of pocket, and I feel like we need to apologize for our audience, (laughs) to our audience. If if anybody was listening to us for all of their uh, complete band savviness or or maybe even just emotional support, yeah, we're really sorry about that. Yes. Um, Yeah, it... uh, Box two. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's one of those things where we, you just, you drown in the policies and procedures. I've written more how to enter the building emails than I have ever in my life and and had to rethink uh, bathroom trips, um, had to rethink, you know, um, breathing exercises, had to think, you know, we sing, we used to sing a lot and you have to rethink all of that and still try and get a quality product uh, in the end. You know, it's sort of like, okay, you're going to open a grocery store, uh, but instead of being able to get those groceries, you've got to grow and create everything that you sell in this place. So the whole handbook of how to do band has been thrown out the window and it has consumed us and it's consumed me for sure. And it's not just band. I mean, I, uh, you know, in the classroom as well, you know, I, I really do respect our, our administration at Carmel and our um, superintendent of schools and all that. But, you know, there's been a couple of times where they've sent out emails saying, guys, you're doing an amazing job. You are, this is awesome. We are killing this. And I'm like, well, uh, uh, okay. That sure. sounds like hype. <laughs> you know, like I appreciate it, but it's like also, uh, you know, designing virtual lessons is way way harder yes than it was in the spring when it was like okay we're just writing it out till graduation uh you know day-to-day lesson planning for this is a lot more work so uh, i know nobody's mad at us for not doing this for a couple months so (laughs) yeah but but i i you know we we're glad you're back yeah Uh, i think that we'll be back on a pretty regular schedule now I think that everybody has had to have, you know, between March to now, I would say that if you're staying in band directing, you really want to be a band director. If you're staying in teaching, you really want to yeah. be a teacher. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love doing what I do, but that has come into question more times than ever. And I guess, I guess the good thing for me to take out of all of this is that, you know, we, we, we made it. We had our first 
real performance this Yay. past Friday night. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I told the kids, I said, we, we have, we have won a regional. We've played at Midwest. We've you know, placed in grand nationals in the, in the final 12. This performance is more significant than all of those because we could have easily fallen away. We could have easily broken apart. We could have easily broken down along the way of trying to get this to go. And believe me, there are plenty of reasons why we could have, or a lot of reasons why we maybe should have, but being able to see them perform Friday night was powerful. And I don't want to say too much about that because there's some that no matter what they do, they're not going to get to perform this season. And yeah. so try, trying to find those successes, given the resources that we have right now, is going to be tough. Hopefully we can share some things with you tonight that may help that along the way. Yeah, so I thought, Bobby, we could talk about, you know, just what our schools are doing, what our bands are doing. You know, this might not apply to everybody, but um, maybe other people would like to hear what's going on around the country because you and I couldn't be further from different, I think. In right. terms of the start of school. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start. You know, we started school on the day we were supposed to start school. We started on a hybrid schedule um, where we see half the kids uh, each day. Um, instead of being like a block schedule where we do blue, gold, blue, gold, blue in a week, we go blue, blue, gold, gold, blue, blue, gold, you know, going on. And so what's been different is, you know, we, we send our kids home and say, tomorrow, here's, here's what you're going to be doing for class. And so, you know, it's like you have an hour and a half in person and then they go home and do an hour and a half of, uh, of whatever you assign them the next day. And I could have sworn, you know, in August when we started school, we would definitely not make it to October. I think I, think I was betting on uh, Labor Day. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know what? Like we haven't had very many cases of COVID in the schools. Um, our elementary schools are full time, all kids at all times and very, very few cases. Um, you know, it's been interesting. Um, we are just going full steam at school and I think we're thinking about second semester doing something similar where we're still on a hybrid, but some students can choose the all virtual thing. How about you guys? So we, we did not start on our original start date. August 17th was our start date. We didn't come back until September the 8th. And when we came back, it was very limited. Uh, Wando right now should have had 3,200 students. We came back with, I think, somewhere around seven or 800. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a very small amount. And it was uh, mainly teachers, kids, and uh, then a lottery system for the rest of the kids to fill out the, the roster. And so I started with my first class that should have had about 45 people in it. And I had three uh, for my, my symphonic band. I should have had 60 and I had 10. And that was pretty typical for, for our classes. We went, our schedule though was, everybody or or those kids all the time and everyone else was virtual at the same time. So while I had those 10 kids in my class, I had another 50 on zoom. So you're going back and forth between teaching both sets of people. 
Um, our and schedule. Is your schedule been, like uh, those kids were zooming in at that exact time or whenever they right. wanted? Okay. Mm-hmm. Nope. They were zooming in at that exact time. Now they they have made it so that we have to record all the classes, and a kid can be physically absent. But if they come back and do whatever work you had assigned during that class, then they are virtually present, which is the most bizarre thing ever. Okay. Uh, Yeah, right. Yeah. When we got that email, it was a head scratcher for sure. Uh, But that's, that's the way it has gone. And for our band rehearsals, we could not rehearse more than 50 people on a field at a time. And that, that, and that was the second phase. Our first one, when we originally came back, we could only do uh, 10 per, per field. Yeah, ten. that was, yeah, that was great. Ten, we okay. were, yeah. And then went to 50 and it's been there until this week. And this week I was given the clearance to go ahead and have everyone uh, just because we, you know, we've been really doing well. They've actually sent people from the district to watch and uh, see, see how we're doing and, give us any pointers on what we could do better. And uh, the kids have done really well. You know, what's, what's tough. And I bet your kids are the same way, Jeff. Uh, and I, I won't go down this road very far. We'll come back to it a little bit later, but our kids are great in front of us. And yeah. then they leave the building, take their masks off, get in the car. I'll go to eat together. I'll go over to somebody's house. Right. So, but that's, that has been our schedule so far. We, we have since added back another, 900 or so. So I think we're at 1756 right now. Still so about, not everyone. About half capacity mm-hmm. then. Yeah. And you know what's tough? We, we've been doing so well on cases, but this past week for our school, because of the you know new people, everything, uh, we've actually had a few cases creep up in our ensembles. And then contact tracing and all that stuff. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, actually, at the beginning of the year, speaking of contact tracing, um, it was a lot harder at the very beginning of the year because every time one student came down with a positive test, um, 90 kids had to be sent home for two weeks. Oh, wow. And that could quickly turn into 2,000 people. I mean, if you you just do the math, the first week or two of school, I was like, well, we're definitely not making it to Labor Day. But then, you know, since we're at half half capacity, we have six feet in between every student in my classroom. And, um, you know, as long as they don't get within six feet of each other for 15 minutes or so, you know, they don't actually have to contact trace. And so right. that when they when they finally figured that out as an administration, it was like, OK, this isn't quite as crazy as we're making it out to be. Right. Because honestly, like if a kid passes by another kid in a classroom, it's like, come on, we, we can't send them home for two weeks. Right. What the way our kids got caught this time, the, what the thing that, you know, they, the, the exposure was they sat at the same lunch table and, you know, you take masks down to eat. Yep. That happened to Notre Dame football this week. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They can't back in the day that you would like, it would take an act of God to cancel literally a college football game, especially Notre Dame. It's like, Nope, that will not happen. You know, if everyone on the team had, you know, influenza, we would still play the game. But, uh, yeah, this week they actually canceled Notre Dame home football game. Mm -hmm. Never seen that. 
Well, I'm, I'm hoping that this is relatively contained. The kids have already been who were exposed are already set to be at home for a while. And I would tell you, we, we've <laughs> hope none of my students listen to this. We, we've kind of stopped worrying too badly about attendance as far as the rehearsal goes. And what I mean by that is there, we know that there are kids that are in some portion of the quarantine. And so they, they'll let us know what that is and it's okay. I mean, we're still taking attendance. We still know where everybody is, but those days of, wow, everybody's here. That's just not going to happen right now. It's it's really not possible. Mm -mm. Um, Yeah. We're still definitely asking every kid the same three questions. Yes. you know, um, it, it used to be, it's kind of funny. Um, a th- a th- uh, let's say a four fifteen rehearsal used to start at four ten. you know, all the kids knew that it's like, yeah, we're rehearsing from four fifteen to six thirty, And they're like, yeah, actually, you know, more like four ten to six thirty-five. <laughs> you know, right. like all the right. parents and students knew that, but now it's like, um, and I, since I usually start rehearsals with, you know, dynamic stretching and visual and stuff like that. Um, I knew that I always had to be there 10 minutes before the scheduled rehearsal time. Now I know if I show up 10 minutes after the scheduled rehearsal time, we're still taking attendance uh, because we're yeah, still, we, we're still <laughs> asking questions of every kid and, and really taking attendance at a high level. And so I'm like, Oh, it's, it's fine. I'll be there. <laughs> the, the way that we have approached that, and I don't know that this is, the right way for anybody, but we, we actually have QR codes on four different stands out in front of the the band room. And so we just make every kid that goes by use their phone, answer the questions, do that for us. And so it keeps a a really good log for that. And that's, that's worked really well. That's sped up our process significantly. Why haven't Um, we done that every year? Yeah, I know. I mean, without the three questions, but that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, the, uh, not to, not to plug necessarily somewhat something else, but, uh, the, uh, um, uh, dot book app, um, ultimate oh drill gosh, book, ultimate drill book that they have geofencing there that takes the attendance and like anything that makes that process faster. I'm, I'm all about it. So I actually have liked that part of, of the way the attendance is done. We'll probably keep that from now on, at least some kind of electronic version of that. So for our rehearsal schedule, we do Mondays are our guard, uh, that those are our guard rehearsals and that's four 45 to seven 30. And we basically, we tell the kids they should start arriving there at four 15 so that they can get through the stuff. But honestly, now it only takes about, uh, I'd say 15 minutes at most to get everybody through. And then, uh, Tuesdays, I'll tell you the way we did our drill is we had, we created nine blocks on the field. That's cool. And I, I split up every one of those bands is its own pet band. So everyone has a tuba. Each one has a collection of trumpets, low brass woodwinds. And we, and their drill is completely separate from the others. So each one of those nine, they either move all together or they move within those those groupings. And so we could rehearse band one, three, five, seven, and nine on one day and then band two, four, six, and eight on the other. Pit came on one day, battery came on another. So we were, you know, for the staff, they were still teaching the same things to different people, 
but it wasn't like, okay, well, this group's going that much farther ahead or we're only doing this. It was the same thing. And, and what was great was we actually got to focus on smaller groups of people than we normally would as we did that. So that's cool. Yeah. We liked that quite a bit as far as the pedagogy goes, but as far as how much we could get done in a week of rehearsal was painful. Yeah. It's one, one third as much. That's exactly right. And so you, you're working just as hard as a staff, but you're moving infinitely slower. Um, so that was, and uh, you know, we had to do a performance last Friday night. The first time our band had ever been all together was 30 minutes before that rehearsal or before that performance. <laughs> That's awesome. Really? Is it? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm it laughing was, and smiling. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was pretty nervous, but at the same time, the kids were so intense about, we've got to perform. We want to do a performance that we had to make that go. We had so, to make some with something. Yeah. With. So we've had a totally different experience, you know, than you guys, which is cool because I love that, you know, people all over the country who listen to this podcast will be able to relate to some or none of this. I don't know, all of it maybe. But um, so we started the school year with the exact same schedule we always have. And, you know, at the beginning it was like, okay, we're going to work as hard as we possibly can until we're shut down. It was kind of the feeling of everybody, but it just turns out we've just been having normal rehearsals. Um, same amount of days, you know, we did cut down a couple of Saturdays and obviously we're, since we're not going to shows every weekend, you know, right now it really starting to feel it. It's like, Oh, cool. We're done at four, you know, but, um, we, you know, we came into the season early summer with really good individual technique on certain things, but didn't know how to be an ensemble. Um, we've since moved way past that. We're doing an entire eight-minute show, or I don't know, six minutes at least. Um, we're doing little snippets from each of our shows that won national championships, and it's it's really cool to come to rehearsal for me as a staff member going, oh, my God, I remember that from 2005. You know, it's very nostalgic and, and yet it's also very much like, um, Hey Sam, get your feet in time, <laughs> you know, uh, Hey, Hey Thomas stand up taller. And so we're, we're cleaning as if it's grand nationals is coming. Um, and we're not as good as we usually are at this time of the year, but pretty close. I, I would say, you know, I would say we would do pretty well at like an early BOA regional right now, just because. Uh, for us, the way that it's worked out is our attendance has been really high and kids are working hard and well, the you kids know, that are there want to be there. They do. Yeah. And we've maybe lost 20 kids. Color guard lost some people. The drumline lost some people, but, um, you know, we've brought up some eighth graders, uh, who are really interested in drumline and really fired up and they're actually like contributing they're not just like fillers, you know, like some of these That's kids great. who are interested are now like really good percussionists. So uh, it's been a great experience. It's also, you know, there are times I, I, I'm not going to lie where I'm in the middle of a seven hour rehearsal on a Saturday and I'm like, eh, this is a little long, you know, yeah. it's COVID. Why are we rehearsing this long? And then yeah. I get to the end of the day and I'm like, okay, all right, that was good. We there got a lot go. done. So. We're we're on the opposite side of that too, I think, in that we're doing Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Beyonce right now. Yes. Apparently, 
And uh, we do the, We knew we weren't going to be able to have the long rehearsals. Uh, we actually have not had a Saturday rehearsal at all. Um, but our community <laughs> loves what we're doing. I, I mean, I even had a football coach kind of nudge me as he walked by after our performance Friday night. And he goes, man, Bobby, I love what you're doing with the band. You, you, know, you really turned them around. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, we used to be a highly competitive well-respected group and boy, I've really turned that around. Um, but no, it's just, and honestly, we probably will keep this home show idea for a while. It's not a bad uh, idea. I know a lot of groups do that. Yeah, it, it, it's not. We, especially in our community where they're so used to like USC and Clemson football games, Citadel, like that is nigh into religion here. And it's, it's, um, that experience, that game day experience is what they want in high school football. And our competitive show is not, you know, we're not there to rouse up the crowd so much in the same way. It's a, a bit more intellectual. So this, this for us works really well. And it has been, I have to tell you, it's been kind of fun to like, we, we added, you know, choreography and dance stuff in the show this past week. And it was great to, you know, just sort of laugh and joke with the kids about, uh, you know, you're, you're not grooving enough. You're, you've got to move your hips, you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. That was, that was, so we've, we've tried to take a really bad situation and make the best of it. And a, a person told me uh, uh, when this was all getting started, you know, the programs that are going to survive through all this are the ones who can adapt the most. Like that, there, there's not going to be a program that comes out of this unscathed. Everybody's going to have some losses. Everybody's going to have some changes. But if you look at it as, you know, if we can get through this and we show parents, administrators, students that the music making process is the most important thing and we'll do whatever it takes to make that happen, that will go a long way in the years to come. So for those folks that, aren't able to perform necessarily at a football game, aren't able to do those things. You know, we talked about pop-up performances. We actually have our first one next Thursday night and the kids are nervous about it because it's a small group. It'll only be, it'll be 16 instrumentalists, four guard members and four percussionists. So they're, they're nervous, but they're also kind of excited about going out and doing their own performance. It, it is that is, like a little mini uh, blast kind of thing? That's exactly right. I mean, we don't, we're, we're not choreographing everything. Uh, we just don't, there's no way we can have time to do that there, but the kids are uh, going to go out and play about 10 different um, pet band tunes. And I think they're, I think they're going to have a good time. That's cool. Yeah. How about, so, how are you feeling about just the, um, you know, the interpersonal relationships among students and their excitement about band, do you feel like they're still um, at a high level there? I think that they are now. Um, and here's, here's why I say that, because I think at this point, the kids that are here have done a lot to be here, you know? Yeah. Um, they, the, and they, they appreciate each other for doing that. I, you know, unfortunately we had a student leave us uh, a week and a half ago uh, and not, not in great circumstances, didn't handle it terribly well. 
and boy, it hurt a number of kids because they were like, you know, we've, we've suffered through this and we're actually coming out of it now. Why would you leave us now? And there were, you know, there were multiple reasons for that, but I could see that, you know, what was good is the kids really kind of drew toward each other and strengthened each other while we went through that process together. So they've, they've gotten closer. I wish we could spend even more time of, you know, the social emotional learning piece is really important. And I hear a lot about that, but I got to tell you, like in the real world, (laughs) in the classroom, there are times where the kids are like, I'm about social emotional worn out right now. Like, let's just be honest. There's some really crummy things that are happening and it's okay to say that. Yeah. Um, so I got an email from a student this week and I'm, I'm going to read it to you with, with a little bit left out, but, um, Hey, uh, this is so-and-so I'm sending this message to my teachers and I've been very, had a very difficult time getting back into this whole school routine and navigating all my responsibilities while also maintaining a job and my mental health. As you can probably tell, things are getting away from me and fast. It's extremely hard to keep myself going because of my lack of motivation. I haven't been able to get all my work done. Don't get me wrong. It's not for a lack of trying. Um, I think about it most of the time, but I can't give an exact reason to why I can't get these things done. Because to be honest, I'm not 100% sure why I'm struggling. And it it goes on. But um, I was like, here is a student who has a good understanding of herself and is obviously a good communicator. And she's like, I don't know why I'm not getting this work done and I'm not making excuses. Something's wrong. And I think 10, 20 years from now, there's going to be something like, you know, COVID syndrome that we're going to identify in these kids. That's like, okay, these kids were really affected in this way, but like for now, you know, yeah, we can't let them get away with murder. We can't let them just, walk all over us as teachers, but like, it's not easy. It's not easy for them to figure out how to fit into all this. And it's not easy for teachers either. And I don't think, um, teachers are getting nearly the social emotional learning credit that we deserve. Yep. I, I yep. do think we're getting a lot of lip service or I don't know. I, w- I don't want to say that it's not, disingenuous from our administrators, but it's like, everything's going great. You guys are killing it. We're still in school. But what I really want to hear from principals and administrators is we know you're working twice as hard as last year at this time and it's tough and we appreciate you. That's really all I want to hear is like, because it it really is a lot more work and a lot more mental energy. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that um, this may be an unpopular thing to say, but I'm having a hard time getting advice from people who have not been in the classroom for the past year or 10. Yeah. Uh, I love how they're telling us about, well, all of you should be doing this. And then they go and do their stuff elsewhere or they, they do whatever. Um, I, you know, I, I always am a little leery of non-teacher feedback to teaching, but there, there has been, there's been good stuff there for sure. 
But I think now, I'm sure it's just everybody's nerves are raw. It's probably not that it's bad information. It just feels uh, disingenuous. It feels, uh, it's almost like I remember getting feedback from somebody. uh, We would do our saxophone master classes. And uh, we had some great players in the class and we had some not very good players in the class. And it seemed like that the people who gave the most advice were the ones who couldn't play themselves. And that's, that's a little bit how I felt from some of the feedback that I am seeing around right now. And I, I don't mean to call anybody out locally or nationally, but I, I, I would especially can at least caution everyone who is espousing direction. Please be careful and know that it is not like it was when you were in the classroom. Yeah. It's, it is a completely different environment. I was talking to Greg Bim about this the other day, and we were kind of talking about it in the same way, that if you haven't been teaching kids directly through this process, you really have not nothing to say about it because it is, it is a completely different animal that logic doesn't lend itself to. Yeah, and I have a good example of that. Like, um, if you're sitting in a classroom of 30 to 60 people and one person says, um, oh, I'm not clear, Mr. Lambert, were we supposed to do measures 5 to 10 or 5 to 15 for homework? You know, what, what do you mm-hmm. want us to do to prepare for next class? And then those other 59 kids or 29 kids, here's that, and they're like, yeah. Some of them are like, yeah, I wasn't clear on that either. And then you explain it. And then now 60, 30 to 60 kids are like, okay, yep, got it. If you make one mistake on your learning management system, like Canvas, Mm -hmm. which is what we use, you get 59 emails. Right. Not two. And then those, those kids spread that to the other 57. You get 29 emails. And you're like, okay. And then you put out an announcement. And then some of the kids don't have their phones set up to get announcements from Canvas. And you're like, mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, like it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, okay, now I'm going to email my whole class and I'm going to say this. So it's like right. communication breakdown is a real thing. And if you're an administrator, I'm sure you're getting plenty of parent phone calls and emails. And I'm sure that's like overwhelming as an administrator too, but you gotta, you, get, you just gotta understand that like, uh, communicating with kids who are not in school who are virtual is a lot harder and a lot more time consuming. And it, I used to never answer emails after 4 PM before Mm -hmm. the next day. I would read them and I'd be like, okay, in the morning I'll, I'll deal with this. But now it's like 11 PM. I'm getting emails that are important emails from students about the next day. And I'm like, this, this is unsustainable. I can't, I'm not getting paid enough and, and, and I have too many students to work 24 seven. So I think our message to those of you that are in the virtual realm, maybe more so even than we are, man, if you're surviving, then you're killing it. Yeah. Like I know it doesn't feel like it, but good night. I, it is such a load and, and I would say this, we as teachers cannot be the only source of emotional encouragement 
to students. And I'm a little tired of everybody trying to make us out to be that. I can be part of that, but I'll, I, I, I'm a little offended when I'm made to feel that I am the source of emotional support. The, the, and I'm, it may be an important thing, but what that does is that puts so much pressure on teachers to not only be an amazing organizer, an amazing communicator, an amazing therapist. Oh, and by the way, you have to teach music at the same time. Yeah. So for, for all of us that are like, you know, I, I know I listened to this and I tried that and I'm, I know I'm supposed to be doing this. I, I say, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. How dare you? Um, that's like telling my family doctor who I'm going in to see about a cold that he also needs to make me feel better about myself as a person. Yeah. That's not, that's not his job. And we're professional educators and yes, we have to help that. Believe me. I, I, and I, if you've ever been in my class, I think I do that, but I just, I feel like we are getting pressure from a lot of different sides and even some in our own community. Um, I saw something about band is the ensemble you teach, not the subject. Um, I, I take a little issue with that. Because, I, yes, I teach Nobody music. Nobody says that about football. Right, right, right. You know, it's like, I love football. I've, if football went away, I would be really sad. Yeah. You know, I'm not into baseball. That's not something that I'm passionate about. But you take away Notre Dame football and the Colts and whatever, like, that's something I really enjoy watching. So, yeah. um, but that we're not expecting for the football coaches to be their therapists. Right. So, yeah. and you know, yeah. we're not here, we're not doing another podcast here to sit around the break room and complain, but uh, this is more like to, to just let everybody know that Bobby and I are on the same Feeling, team mm-hmm. that anybody who listens to that band life is going to be on. Cause you're not going to listen right. to that band life if you are, you know, not doing what we do. So, right. um, you know. I, so I, my last thing about that is all of you who are still fighting the good fight you've won. You, you have been successful. If you come out of this year still teaching and wanting to be directors, that is a huge win. And there, I can go ahead and tell you, there are going to be kids that have emotional breakdowns. There are going to be kids that quit and leave and, and break your heart. You're going to have all those things we have too. But at the end of all this, it, it you have to know that what you did was enough and (laughs) there is no perfect. There is no best. There is no, there is survival. So I hope that all the directors are feeling like, you know what? Okay. I can do this another day or another month. Um, If I know that Bobby and Jeff are sitting there bemoaning the same things that I am too, it's, we're not going to be, you know, poly positive here and just say, you know, if you just do this, everything will be a lot better. No, it's not. You look for some great experiences and sometimes that's just going to be a fun zoom call. You know, like we had band class today, but tonight we're going to get together and see, uh, there's, there's several European groups that are performing now, like find out when they're going to do it and host a, a, a zoom watch party and watch it together. And, laugh and joke and be silly with your kids. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of good stuff going on. Like you said, you had your per- first performance last week. Um, you know, we performed for our parents last week, and it was goosebumps. It was not perfect. You know, I'm not necessarily sure I want that video out online right now. But I, I think by our end, our last parent performance, we're gonna be like, wow, that's really special. You know, and mm-hmm. kids who are in the 2005 program, 2012 program. 2016 program or what they're going to be like, that's my dot right there. I marched that dot, you know, right. Or I played that music and, uh, you know, there's lots of really cool things happening. I can tell you for sure that, um, last Thursday night when we did our run through, I watched this, these two boys in the trumpet section. Now we all know freshman boys, uh, <laughs> they're not going to win any awards for <laughs> marching. Right. Yeah. They don't, right. they're like Tyrannosaurus Rex, you know, holding a dumbbell. <laughs> they're like, I don't. <laughs> and, and these two guys, I just, I ran down out of the tower after the run through. And I, I said, Sam, do you know what you just did? You just did a full run through of this show with your feet in time. Yeah. Like a month ago, like what were you were, you, you were a different kid. And then I yeah. went over to Thomas and I was like, Thomas, dude, yeah. You, know, you know what you just did? And he's like, no. I'm like, well, <laughs> you stood up straight for six minutes. You right. know, like I know that's minor, but like those two it's boys, major. I was like a month ago, I would have said, why did these guys do this? Yeah. And it wasn't even just uh, aptitude. It was like they, they don't seem like they want to be here. And now all of a sudden it's like, OK, that light bulb went off that light. bulb. OK, yeah, this is really cool. And so right. and I think you can, I think you can do that on the zoom calls as well. You know, yeah. like I've, I've been really trying to make a concerted effort for like somebody who's doing a really great job. Like, Hey, I, I know I can't hear you a little girl named Riley in my woodwind class. I know that we can't hear you, but I, I see your posture. I see the way that you're approaching the music and the way you're ready. Every time I start like that is empowering me that is fueling me to go and i just i need you and everybody to know that you know riley was was the you know today's today's uh class was brought to you by riley i mean she she really sponsored the whole thing and i've been trying i think a lot of educators get what you're saying you know all you need is those little moments from those little students and you're like okay i'm back in yep Yep. When I see that and when I think about what our kids have done to be a part of our program this year, it's like, I, I'm, I feel badly saying that we got to have a performance because I know so many, so many won't, but I can also tell you that it's been just as empowering seeing kids muscle through. Um, right now it's, it's especially tough because we, we have a small number of our kids virtual for band, 90% of our group has come back now. And so it's tough to be one of the five kids still at home in a class. Yeah. And, you know, trying to encourage and empower them. And it so may I not get, even be their decision. That's right. That's right. Uh, it, who knows whose decision it is. And honestly, that doesn't, that's not even, um, I, you know, I don't know that I even want to know, but for them, it's the right decision right now. And I mean, we have one student who we, we have only seen virtually since March and it's driving him crazy, 
but you know, I saw the thing last week just saying, Hey, if we don't get to see you until next March, I'm okay with that because I know what kind of person, what kind of student, what kind of musician you are. You're going to end up being a leader here and you're going to understand the, the trials of band better than anybody. You're going to be an incredible leader when you get back. And I can't wait to see you whenever that is. And like that, I got the nicest email from his family back after that, that, you know, he's been in a dark place for a long time. That felt incredible. And, you know, is that social emotional learning? I, I guess, I guess it is. But for, I think that we need to acknowledge that we need that as much as anybody else. And that's okay to to do like do the things that make you feel good about being a teacher. You know, Jeff has us listed as like, what are the takeaways? What have we learned? I think that that's one of the big ones that I've learned um, that I have to, um, because I've lost some of the things that I loved the most um, standing in front of the symphonic band in, in front of any of my concert bands and playing a great first note of the day is uplifting to me and when I couldn't do that it was okay then being able to see them on zoom was I needed that to be uplifting for me I needed to grab onto those wins and so the takeaway for me is that the entire program has to be feeding itself yeah like it has to nourish me as much as I nourish it and when that, I mean, I'm not saying like we have to sacrifice. Don't get me wrong. I know that. But I also, in this time, I can see so many great directors leaving because they've given everything they had and not replenished any of it. Yeah, it's like the love tank. You know, there's a book about the love languages and, and love tanks. And like uh, if you're constantly pouring out, but no one's filling your love tank, you're once your love tank is empty, you're not going to have much to give. Um, right. And so, you know, it's, it's really cool when you see students, you know, being like, thank you for this opportunity. Um, this means a lot to me. That's just a little bit of thing, filling your love tank. And then there's a little bit of excellence in what they did that day. Okay. Filling my love tank a little bit more, um, right. you know, seeing traditions happen that have happened for 30 years. Okay. Fill in my love tank. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's just little things that, um, and I, I talked to our students the other day about that. I said, you know, you're not allowed to change traditions we've had here for 30 years. Just cause mm -hmm. you have a mask on, you're going to chant during marching fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And I, and I was like, I'm not just coming down on you as an educator. I'm just saying like, you're standing on the shoulders of thousands of amazing kids who poured everything into this group. And every success we've ever had was because of them, not you. And you're going to be the next kid, but you yeah. can't change everything that we're about because you have a mask on. Right. And I could see some of them being like, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we were doing that. Right. I think that they're going to be every, every educator, you know, and how have you been teaching for 20 years there are very special groups. Uh, I have many special kids, special groups, but I have some that were pivotal to my growth and to my evolution. This band will be one of them. 
uh, absolutely guaranteed. And I, I tell them that pretty often. At the same time, you know, one of the other takeaways is I, I've been very honest with the group and saying, like, guys, I'm, I'm struggling with this right now. I need your help. Um, I, I need you to, to be a little bit more careful. I need you to, to try a little bit harder in this certain area because I'm, I'm getting beat up on this side and I need your help to just help me get through this. And the band has responded like that. I think, you know, misery loves company that the kids need to know that you don't love this either. And that's okay. We're going to find some things we love, but we just being honest. I think that's maybe my biggest takeaway is that I'm, I'm more honest with the band than I've ever been in my life. And it's been, that part has been fulfilling. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So let's finish this up with what do you think's next, Jeff? Like, okay. What so do, I do, do think, think in the near be? term, uh, winter guards, not going to happen in most states, right. you know, um, obviously classroom winter guard will happen. You know, people will still be teaching rifle flag, saber, all that. I, people are still going to be teaching concert band. Um, individuals are still going to be taking private lessons. I do think, um, I, it's pretty clear right now in Indiana, ISMA solo and ensemble is going to be online. Um, I know they're going to try to figure out ways to do concert band in, in a way where there's, they're at least together on a stage and not just, uh, you know, virtual, but it, it's unlikely. Let's be honest. You can't distance students that far if it's a big concert band. There, there are not stages that big there, you know, so there reality is weather in Indiana and other places sucks in the winter and sages are small. So I think we just need to all prepare for the fact that we're going to have a winter without competitive winter guard and maybe without concerts in concert halls. Um, you know, from a drum corps standpoint, you know, band life, that band life, we talk about drum corps sometimes. I, what I'm hearing is the, the consensus from people right now is that drum corps can't happen sleeping in schools anymore. So drum corps is going to happen in hotel rooms and that's not sustainable over long periods of time. So if there is a drum corps season, it's going to be very short. Mm. Yeah. You can't travel around the country staying in schools right now. So right. Um, if it's a three week, if it's a four week thing, you know, drum corps might exist next summer, uh, but it might be totally different. Um, so that's my take on what's coming soon. I do think, um, you know, we just have to get ready for another spring of, well, that that's not happening for our yeah. seniors. I, you know, the, the music for all virtual performances, I think are a really good idea. It, and now they, they're even opening that up for, you know, any kind of chamber group that you may want to do any kind of stuff. Uh, we're not in a place where we can do so much. Well, actually we're probably closer now than we were two weeks ago. Uh, but I know that we have some soloists that are looking at that as a potential performance for something coming up. Uh, we're in the same boat. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jeff. Oh yeah. Something. Another exciting thing for any student who missed their senior trip, because I know that a lot of bands do one trip every four years. Uh -huh. Um, the music for all, um, the honor band for the Rose bowl is happening as of right oh, now wow. in 2021, 20, 22. So not this coming January, but actually applications are open right now. 
Um, and I don't make any money from people signing up for this. I don't want people to think we're sponsored by music for all or anything. We just, we believe in the, in the positively life-changing experience that gives to kid that, that they give right. to kids for sure. Um, but, um, I love the idea that they're saying, Hey, if you were a senior and you graduated and you're going to be a freshman in college, it's fine. We understand you missed your trip, your chance to perform at a big time parade. And I think that's really cool. Um, in fact, there were some, um, I think it was, uh, was it Broken Arrow? One of the groups that was supposed to perform this coming year, they went to their, all of their senior class and said, look, you guys want to be in the band? And a lot of them said, yeah, I want to do that. So wow. it, people are dying for opportunities to do stuff like this right now. And so check it out if, that, if that's something you think your band students will be interested in. I, I think that, and that that idea of the the major parade, if you haven't done that, oh, it's worth it. It is. It is. It's not powerful. a cliche. It's no that cool. I don't, no, you, Macy's Rose Bowl, yeah. uh, Hawaii, um, the Philadelphia one, the London. There are some just iconic. Once you do that, you're like, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, I was that guy that's like, oh, we have to go do a parade, uh, whatever, but with each of those major ones that you were just talking about, like when you're marching down the street and hearing the sounds, it, there is nothing like it. It's incredible. They're very different experiences, but I haven't been in a bad one when it comes to those major parades. There's a reason why people come, you know, by the hundreds of thousands to watch them. It's that's, is it because of in and out burger? Well, that's, that is my favorite thing about the Rose Bowl Parade. Yeah. You end the, the parade and there's uh, trucks in and of In-N-Out Burger. So good. Love that. So good. Same with BandFest there. But anyway, um, that's I think that that's, that's great. For us in South Carolina, it's a very similar thing. Um, solo and Ensemble has shifted to the fall. I think ours is, our applications are in November and then... Everything else is is staying where it is, but changing. We're, we've pushed our all state back to the latest possible date, and I'm I'm really proud of our state for saying, you know, that's one of the most important things that we do. Concert yeah. festival and all state are two of the most seminal things that we do, and they've worked very hard to. If there is a possibility, we're going to do it. Um, for us, we are looking a lot at virtual concerts and how we might broadcast, podcast, uh, Facebook Live, some of those things. And I, you know, I, uh, when you start to sift through all of the copyright and things like that, it, it can get a little daunting, but it's very worth it to, to have your kids go through that preparing for a concert kind of thing. I just think that- Bobby, why do you think it is that we go through all that effort marching band and right you know like the minute it's concert band we're like well that's expensive and kind of hard to do that's weird i don't know but i think that there's not that immediate it's sort of like why why do we want it why should we eat vegetables as opposed to candy you know when you Uh, eat the candy mm, that's good that tastes great right there whereas the vegetables you know that it's a much longer reward process but it's a bit slower And that's where, and I think the kids feel that way too, but making sure that music is the most important thing that you do and that discovery and growth and experience that man, because I think that, you know, while that may be easier for you this year, 
you will find that each year you do that, where it's just about the experiences and not the music, the program gets weaker and weaker and weaker, and it becomes harder to play. And so the performances go down. And so there's a, a vicious cycle that I see uh, some bands in. They, you know, let's go with the easiest piece with the least amount of time. And then they're surprised that kids don't want to do that anymore. Or they're surprised that their administration isn't supportive of that. It, yeah. It's it's all about our music, a musical experience. Um, so th- the other thing that I think is ne- like, what what is marching band going to be next year? What is concert band going to be next year? Um, different. And that's my that's my definitive word on it. It's going to be different. I, w- I would say that usually when, when the country goes through a pretty bad time of crisis, I feel like our pageantry arts and arts in general go to a traditional slant for a little while. You know, if you look back at the Great Depression, if you look back at, uh, you know, even 9-11, there were Americana shows, then 9-11 happened, and then they became a different kind of feel. So I I think that it's going to be a little traditional for a while. Can we all agree, though, that there should be no shows about COVID? (laughs) Please, everyone, I am begging you right now. If you're like, oh, that would be really funny, let me assure you, it would not. Um, And I I even think that when you got in the middle of it, I'd start to have, you know, flashbacks. Well, a good example of that, this weekend, Saturday Night Live had their first uh, live broadcast in a long time. And they went to weekend update and, and the guys were like, like Trump had just gone in the hospital for COVID and they were like wanting to make fun of it. But it was like that day he went to the hospital. It was like so awkward that it it just came across as like, guys, just don't even just move on because, you know, it was like, this is not the right time maybe a couple weeks from now, maybe a month from now, whatever, but (laughs) like, whatever, like you can't, no one's laughing right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, Jeff, that's, that's brilliant. I didn't even, like that was so far out of my head uh, that anybody would want to do a show about COVID. Uh, Well, I judged Wintergard this winter and there were three virus shows in Indiana before COVID. Oh boy. Yeah. And they were all, they were all, um, never mind. <laughs> well, yeah. And so, so just out of, out of respect and your, your own sanity, maybe steer clear of the COVID shows for next year. But I think finding creative ways to have performances, even if it's in your band room and you broadcast it to your parents, that's big. That's really huge. But what's what it will be good about it is we will start to find out what is most important in our programs. If it's music preparation, that's great. If it's just a social hangout, uh, you're going to pay some prices for that. But the programs, I think, are getting streamlined literally by the people that are there but also by the processes that we have to follow. So the most important things are becoming the most important things. And that's why I was, you know, to circle this all back, band directors, teachers, uh, anybody who's, who's still doing their job, you're the most important thing. Yeah. And, 
you know, I, I hope that, that, you know, because you've stayed, because you've done that, because you fought the good fight, we're going to lose so many battles. It's not even funny. And maybe we're losing more than our fair share right now, but we won't the war. I mean, I, we're all worried about, you know, music education, staying strong. I got to tell you, at least in my immediate circle, I don't feel that. I've seen parents really step up in ways they haven't before. I've seen administrators take notice of things that we, and they normally hadn't. Um, I, I think there are some, if we do this right, there are going to be some wins. We may not see them for a while, but they, they will be there and just hold yeah. on. And don't forget, you know, those of you who are music educators, don't forget that part of music education, at least in what we do day to day, is the people who teach percussion, the people who teach color guard, the people who teach visual. You know, keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Keep them in, in front of mind and encourage them to, you know, as they're getting jobs at other places and making ends meet or whatever. Hey, keep your skills up because yeah. we're going to need you, you know, yeah. like the. Your position's not going away. It's just right now, you know, instead of having six color guard staff for the winter, we're going to have three, and that sucks. Um, Jeff, you probably need to just stop talking right now. Okay, instead of having two, we're going to have <laughs> one. Sorry. There you go. You know there what I'm you saying? Go. You know, yeah. like yeah. He's those from people. Carmel, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. You know. That's great. Can't help the That's zip great. code that I'm in. But <laughs> I... You know, it's the same everywhere is that, you know, like Tamara who works with our color guard and Sam and Aaron and all these Tyler and all these people is like, we need you. Please don't go yeah. away. Right. You know, figure out how to make ends meet, but like keep your skills up and this is going to be okay. I've done something too. I've had administrators send out emails and stuff and I've actually tried to respond. Like, you know, they're just sending out an announcement. Like, hey, uh, for example, our map test. I don't, do you guys have map testing there? It's, it's we have schools a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, something uh, else. Yeah. But. Right. Yep. So anyway, we, we've got, you know, standardized tests and our, our um, one of our I administrators. Yep. Okay. Yep. One of our administrators had spent an inordinate amount of time figuring out how to have people distanced, where they were going to do it, how they were going to do it. I mean, you could see from the copious spreadsheets she had spent a lot of time and she's not an administrator that I know very well, but she had sent all this out. And then the morning of it came out that the national map testing, you know, grand high poobah came out and said, our systems are down. So we can't give the test today. And she, she was like, you know, I'm sorry to, to say this, but we will have to cancel it and do it again next week. And I just wrote her an email saying, Hey, I know how hard you worked for that. And that stinks. So yeah. just want you to know, I, I appreciate what you're doing. And and there it is. And I, I got a, a just a simple thank you back. But when I saw her a couple of weeks later, she was like, hey, I wanted to tell you that email came at the exact right time because I was pretty upset in my office. Yeah. And I was ready to just throw my hands up. And then to see that somebody had noticed my work was was pretty awesome. So like just, just trying to find those opportunities of encouraging others. I, I think that's really important. Uh, and instead of like telling them how they can do something better and how they need to be, you know, Dr. Phil for everybody, right. Maybe it's, Hey, I appreciate that you are at your desk today. Like that's, 
that's pretty big because my friends, there are a lot of people who aren't anymore. Yeah. And I think it, it says a lot about our grit and our character that we've stayed. And I'm not saying, you know, if you, if you leave teaching, you're a terrible person. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying that it, 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 it would have been very easy to walk away. And so many of us haven't and good for us. And we've got most of the school year left, you know, we're not even, <laughs> we're a fourth of the way through, uh, you know, so uh, we have to keep our heads up and, yeah. uh, you know, and just assume that, Hey, it's the rest of this semester is going to be great. Yes. <laughs> well, I would say it might, it has gotten easier though. Don't you think Jeff, like the first In some ways, weeks- I, I think the, the online learning management system type stuff um, and the email volume has not gotten easier. It's gotten yeah. worse, but um, in terms of like mental health and of my mental health and like getting up and going to school, it's fine. You know, like I'm not, I, I gotta, I gotta be honest. Maybe I said this in another podcast, but the week before school started, I was like, I can't do it. Right. I, I can't, I can't get out of bed and go do that mm-hmm. because it's pointless anyway, blah, 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 blah. And now I'm like, okay. Like I had a great yeah. zoology class today. I had a great anatomy class today. We didn't have band after school, so I went on a walk with Danny, and it was great. So um, it was a great day, um, and there's going to be lots of great days. There's going to be some tough days, but, um, yep. you know. My my sixth grader had her first flute lesson today. Nice. And I got, yeah, I, and, and I was like. I'm just celebrating she's not in choir or a drummer. <laughs> She is in choir as well. Oh, <laughs> and and actually, that's that's okay. great because she has her mom's voice. Thank you, <laughs> Lord, for that. But uh, sorry, Alicia, it, I didn't mean that. Yeah. No, no, no. It's uh, it's totally fine. I it it was just, but it was one of those rites of passage. I think all parents who have a kid and you you wait that day to see if they're going to want to do band or for me, I really would have been okay if she band choir orchestra, I really would have been fine with any of them. Well, you know what? I say that uh, there would have been a little part of me, a little disappointed. I think I've had this dream of having my girls go through the program and and get to share some things with them. I'd I'd love to see it, but anyway, it's an amazing experience. I know you've talked about it. Greg's talked about it, but we were, I was standing outside the door listening to her and and hearing the feedback. I have a great flute teacher in the area and he, he does such a good job, even virtually like just hearing like, wait, I, I, I do that. And if that's what it sounds like, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. You know, like he just, he was like, man, that's great. That's really good. And, and just went through and I was was like, man, I, and I saw her after she got done. She was so excited. She goes, I was so nervous. I was shaking and <laughs> I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't hold the flute right. And I said, no, Maria, I listened to you. And it was, it was really good. And just beaming with excitement that uh, those are the things that you can't plan for. You can't plan social, emotional stuff. I think as much as the genuine, sincere, you're awesome. Thank you for doing this and just keep it up. Yeah, for sure. Well, well I think Jeff, we probably should wrap yeah. this up. We've been talking yeah. like as long as Joe Rogan right now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're still with us at this point of the podcast, <laughs> God bless you. Joe I, Rogan's podcasts are like two, three hours long. Oh, it was the same as the, um, who's, who's the other guy um, that's really well known. 
apparently, but not by me right now at this moment. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. He, he's got just a, a uh, he, he basically reads books. I don't and know. Read like a chapter and then go through. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay. But you can tweet it anyway. out or something. Wait, you don't use Twitter. You can, <laughs> no, I don't even know what that <laughs> we'll is. We'll have Josh Instagram that out. So, <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of uh, just a few things, like awesome things to talk about. Okay. So, uh, yes. I just looked at our podcasting dashboard or whatever. 21,000 downloads. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 21,000 downloads. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So thank you to our audience thank because you, uh, everybody. we obviously we enjoy doing this and we enjoy talking with you virtually and uh, you know, uh, but you know, Matt, Matt's podcast from a few weeks ago had 800 downloads alone. Um, wow. You know, I, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that's awesome. I love, no, I love yeah. what we're doing and I want to keep doing it. I want to keep bringing valuable content. So in saying that, please share your wins and losses with us, you know, uh, through Instagram or email, Jeff at dynamicmarching.com, Bobby at dynamicmarching.com. Just share your wins and losses and, you know, any suggestions for topics you want to hear about because, you know, right now we're in the weeds. So we would love to have any, any, any of those. And, you know, just, uh, you know, just looking to the future, you know, we, we want to do a podcast soon with our, our other dynamic marching partner, Chris, and, mm-hmm. um, I want Chris to share a little bit about his journey with dynamic marching and, uh, share some news with everybody. Yeah, we're, we're really excited and, and so flattered, honestly, and taken aback that there are so many of you that, uh, listen. And I, I've had several people like, Hey, we, we need some encouragement. We need, <laughs> you guys need to come back on. <laughs> and that, that, that means a ton. Cause I, I think that we've wanted to hear some of these things and we weren't quite hearing them. And so that's why we've created the podcast for you. And I, I truly hope that we've, we've been a help. And I would love, maybe we need to do a few like really short ones. Hey, here's some encouragement or here's, here's one little thing that somebody wanted us to talk about. So let us know what you want to hear. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for listening Um, until next time. I'm Jeff Young and I'm Bobby Lambert. And this is that band life.